brought to you by Soul Fire Productions. Hello and welcome to Mother the Mother. I am McLean McGowan. This podcast is an offering for all women to gather energetically, sister to sister, mother to mother, to co-create a sacred space for healing, educating, and sharing as we journey through motherhood and womanhood. It is such an incredibly powerful moment in time to be a woman, and I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future, to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before, and all who will come after. Jema. everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, McLean McGowan. Thank you for being here. Thank you for co-creating this space with me. I truly, truly love you and am here in it with you. And now more than ever, we need to circle up together. Wherever we are in the world, whatever time of day it is that you're listening to this, know that you are connected, that we are connected. And if you have the space and time, It is a nice thing to do for yourself to pull a tarot card, light a candle, light some incense, put your hand on your heart and your belly, even just close your eyes on your bed or on the floor, get super cozy, put pillows under your knees. You know, in the moments that we can, in those free moments in our day, where can you drop in? Where can you find a deeper level of comfort? Because those little moments truly do add up. And that is something that I've really been working on within myself. You know, if I'm working on my computer, which is often on the floor, I'm stretching or on my bed, getting really cozy, getting really comfortable, um, noticing what my bones and muscles are doing. So if you have the space and time to do that, I, I recommend you trying to carve out that little healing space for yourself as you listen. I am so very excited about this episode. I interviewed the very informative, fascinating, kind, loving Guatemalan male midwife that is a Papian Tao, also known as Fabian, and one of his apprentices, Shalina Flores, who is the intro to his interview. And it was just an honor to speak with both of them. Obviously, this is just like the tip of the iceberg of learning about how the Mayan calendar is connected to birth and gestation and the rest of our lives. But it was really a fascinating deep dive. And the night prior to my interview with Apabian, I did a little private session, just working on some of my own things. And I got so many downloads in just a couple of minutes. I mean, that is how profound this work can be. And so grateful to now know him, to have him in my life. I can't wait to train with him, whether he comes to L.A. or Texas or another place in the U.S. or I go to him. Um, Very excited to learn more and to show up in new and different ways. A couple things before we dive right in. I will keep it brief. I'm very excited. I've shared this with you guys for a couple months, but I am now birthing and bringing into the physical realm mom club and it'll be dropping in a couple of weeks. Please look on Instagram, mother, the mother, uh, in the link in my bio, and you will be able to find a lot more information about what it is, how to sign up, all of that. And then also my coaching programs, which I'm about to also birth and put out into the world. I'm very excited. I have been going through a lot of personal transitions as well as collective and 
societal transitions and our country is still in transitions. And it's, you know, it's a very interesting portal of time. As I record this, it is November 16th. So we're deep in this portal until December 21st, and then most likely well beyond. But this is a very potent portal, and I'm definitely feeling it. And I know a lot of you out there are as well. You've been DMing me, you've been emailing me, you've been calling me. And it is so intense. The pressure is on in so many ways. And There's so much power to harness during this time. So please get clear. Clarity is queen. Clarity is queen. Clarity is queen. Get clear with what you want. Get clear with what you want your life to look and feel like. Write it down. Meditate on it every day. Envision it. Feel it in your bones. And that way you actually can create it. You can visualize it. You can see it. You can manifest it. And... You know, we owe it to ourselves. We owe it to the human race. We owe it to Mother Earth to really step out of the paradigm, step out of what we think is the only, you know, way forward. There's so many different levels and veils lifting right now. So really get clear on what you want, how you want to live. Now is the time to be bold and big and Also be quiet if you want to be quiet. You know, there's no one way to do this, but it is the time to reimagine and dream the life you want to see for not only yourself, but your children and the seven generations to come and the seven generations behind you. We also can jump timelines. We can heal the past. We can heal our lineage. It's all within the realm of now. So I encourage you to do that. Really excited to circle up in a new, exciting, yet very grounded, loving, supportive way through mom club, because I don't know about you, but I am needing to circle up with my sisters big time. Uh, This COVID situation has been so isolating for so many of us, and we're not supposed to live this way. It's not healthy. It's not healthy for our bodies, our minds, and our souls. So This is the answer that I am bringing forward for right now. It'll be virtual, but it will feel, I'm hoping, very 360 degrees and that you will feel held and supported and seen and heard. So look out for that. And also another thing I wanted to add is I am, first of all, I only promote things that I use and I love. I mean, that's just kind of goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. So I have just deep dived into using Organifi products. I used their green powder a while ago and I really liked it, but then I just forget to reorder or rebuy things. Anyway, then I got onto the gold chocolate and the pumpkin spice. My kids love the chocolate. It's chocolate milk, but it's got all the good you know, reishi and lion's mane and all the yummy mushrooms. And it's really calming for nighttime. And I love the pumpkin spice because I love everything pumpkin. But then now I'm using the green powders and the red juice for water because I hate drinking water. It's a little known fact. Now it's a known fact, but um, it helps me get the water down. So please see in the show notes, the link that you can buy and you can get um, money off. And my code is mother. So please use that for a reduced price. Sending love out to all of you. Hope you enjoy the listen. As always, please rate and subscribe and review the show. It really does matter. It really does mean a lot to me. And always, I love you. I see you. I hear you. I am with you. Jay Ma. I'm with the-
Hi, Shalina. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Where are you today? I am in San Antonio, Texas. This is where I currently reside. Oh, okay, cool. So you're born and raised in Texas. Tell me in your own words how you describe your work right now. And the other guest on the show today is Fabian and how you aligned with him and how you got interested in this work with the Mayan calendar. Absolutely. So currently I am a full spectrum doula. I've been working as a doula for about 12 years. And the majority of that time I followed um, a few other models, you know, like a lot of doulas and birth workers went to workshops, different certifications, even delved into a little bit of hypnotic speaking and really explored a lot of avenues. I grew up following native traditions. Um, my parents raised us following the Azteca, Chichimeca, Guanchero tradition, although I had never incorporated any native traditions or anything from my lineage and birth work. A couple years ago, I really, really, really woke up to the idea, the realization that that's what I needed to do. I needed to learn more about my lineage learn more about Native traditions, uh, in particular uh, in the world of birth, since it had become such a big part of my my life. So it, it only made sense that I would try and figure out what my ancestors did for birth practices. And not just my ancestors, but even my great-grandmother and great-great-grandmother. Um, so I decided to to look for a teacher. And I, I didn't really connect with anybody. I, I had a difficult time even knowing where to look. Um, so I decided to go to my altar and ask about a year ago for a teacher. And I said, well, let me connect to the spirit world and see if I can, can get some answers that way. And a few months later, my father was doing a lecture at a university speaking about our traditions and he had a couple guest speakers and one of them was Fabian. I had no idea that he was a midwife. I didn't know um, that he was a, a Mayan midwife, um, but I was so excited whenever we had a chance to talk on our own. And, and he noticed that my house, my bookshelves had uh, books about birth. Um, and he asked, why do you have so many books about birth? Um, what do you do? And I told him, I'm a doula. And his face lit up. Um, and he said, well, I'm a midwife. And I said, what? And I just took a moment and literally I felt every cell in my body and all the hairs on my arms just stand up. And, and I saw the excitement in his face as well, because he told me that he had also been wanting to connect with a doula to pass his knowledge onto um, so that these traditions don't die. After that meeting, we immediately started talking and I didn't want to come out straight away and, and ask for him to, to teach me. I didn't even know the proper protocol for that. But uh, after days and days of me asking him questions and questions and questions, finally, he, he said, well, how about you become a, an apprentice? And I said, finally, OK, I think he wow. got it. Amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. Mm hmm. Yeah, because that's such a good point. Like, is there a yeah. protocol? How do I ask for this? I'm not even sure exactly what I'm asking for. So that's amazing that he knew that you were the one mm -hmm. to help him spread his teaching. He lives in Mexico City. And so I 
immediately started putting all my efforts into figuring out ways that I could bring him here um, so he could teach and present um, his, his knowledge and then also have days where I could work with him one-on-one and begin the process of, of learning because in distance it can be difficult. It's doable. And especially now we've, we've figured out more and more ways where we can do that. And we've, we've started to adapt, but uh, I was really happy to bring him here and and share him with, with other birth workers and people who were interesting in, in learning about the Mayan traditions. And so that happened about a year ago. And were the Mayan traditions that you've been learning, are they similar to your own lineage birth um, practices or traditions, or does it feel? They are. They are. No, they are. They are very similar. And I'm learning as I go because I really don't know um, a lot about the birth practices from my lineage specifically. So in this process, I'm, I'm learning how much influence the, the Mayans had on other traditions, especially in Mexico. And so um, the incorporating the calendar into everyday life, um, that being the, the basis or where, where people go to to have a better understanding of self and, and their community and their proper place in the community and, you know, what they might be marked to do where their skills might lie, depending on the day that they're born. This is something that is um, somewhat of a universal idea in the use of the calendar in, in Mexico. So there is a, a lot of similarities in that. And the interesting thing is, is that I don't know a lot. I, I now know a lot more about the Mayan calendar than I do about um, what would be called the Gaza calendar. In time, I'll see how they connect. But right now, um, I'm getting a lot more Mayan knowledge. Beautiful. And do you primarily do birth doula work or postpartum or both? Or how, how do, are you working right now with your clients? So the way that I can incorporate the Mayan teachings is that I begin working with my clients immediately. So as soon as somebody reaches out to me, I start working with them. Before, I didn't start working with my clients until the final trimester. And this is one of the biggest things that has changed for me because the Mayan calendar teaches us a lot about the importance of gestation. So I begin to work with my clients, teaching them about the calendar and start with a consultation. So once I get the information, then we can start working on how to best support them knowing their formula through the calendar and having them understand the incredible power they have over the the building of the consciousness of the child and that every day their relationship, their interaction with each other and the people in their community, all of that is going to influence the day that the baby is born, which is when the baby takes in the Nawal, the calendar day that has an influence or dictates a lot of, you know, our behavior for the rest of our lives. When you ideally have a consultation, is it generally ideal the earlier, the better? I mean, would it even be great for people to come for consultation before they conceive to try to plan the time of conception? Or is that too much overthinking? The earlier is ideal because then they have a deeper understanding of the importance of the entire process. So even in the the way that a, a baby is created. So our calendar day can can show us um, even the sexual act between mom and dad. 
And although we do want it to be spontaneous, right? Um, all of those conditions, they influence. And so maybe coming in really early and, and trying to make conditions just right have might have its own influence on it in itself. And in the, in the teachings, there isn't anything that says that anything is necessarily right or wrong. It's just an explanation of the, the conditions and, and everything that, that comes about depending on the conditions. Well, everything is going to have two faces. So it's not necessarily, well, this is a bad day or this is a good day, but, but these are the the elements of this formula and it helps us have a deeper understanding of ourselves or of our children or our family members. So one thing that I'm thinking of is your is you're speaking and talking and thinking about my own pregnancy journeys and then my own moment of conception, you know, from my parents, how do you, or even your own experience, maybe with your own family or with your clients, how do you kind of speak to not necessarily the guilt, but the lack of kind of forethought into the conception moment, you know, because I think probably a lot of us walking around were conceived with some alcohol involved, maybe not, you know, totally to parents that are ready to become become parents. And how do all of those, I mean, my head's kind of spinning the more I'm reading this book because there's so many variables to all of this, but how do you kind of help people feel positive about their conception story now that they know what they didn't know back then? Well, the thing is, is that we can only do the best that we can with what we know. We only know what we know. Right. Um, and, and that's the beauty. And so if every, if every condition is perfect and ideal, then what are we going to learn? Right. What are we going to discover? I just think that open communication, which I, I really love about this, this Mayan work is it's not good or bad. It's just coming from a neutral place of the what is and how can you help everyone kind of acknowledge their personality traits and then how it all feeds in together with the family. And I would imagine that's so important for couples to feel that, you know, um, especially not coming from the mom. Cause I see a lot of my clients, they the women have done all the classes. They're the ones reading all the books. And then when they try to bring that information to the men, it can kind of feel like they're trying to control or change their partners. So I think it is really important to have it come from a neutral party. As I was sharing earlier, I had a, a session last night with Fabian and it was so beautiful the way he speaks and shares. And I, in that short amount of time, had a lot of downloads just the way that I'm showing up as a doula. It was really interesting because I'm so much, I mean, my business is mother, the mother, this podcast is mother, the mother, and I'm all about the mom. And on one hand, you know, that's my, that's my passion. That's my, my niche. That's my journey. And that's my main focus. But at the same time, what I've realized is I'm kind of excluding the power of the baby as well, unintentionally. That was just kind of like a little ping I got last night of, yes, I, I am focusing on the mom, but I can also do that with circling in the power of the baby too. So that was, that was a cool little nugget of knowledge I got from him. So just to kind of wrap up, if there was one thing that stands out to you as the main guiding light of working with the Mayan calendar, what would that be? And how have you, how has it changed you as a woman and a mother? Well, easily the calendar itself and having a deeper understanding of self and a deeper understanding of what influence I had over the formula of my children has given me a a power back. You know, we always uh, kind of have this idea of, of multiple things, giving consciousness to, to the child. And this, this way of thinking gives it all back to mom and saying, yes, it it was you, you gave consciousness to the child. 
during gestation, you did that. And when I learned that, it shifted into the way that I parent my kids. Everything that I say and do and I model for my children, not just my children directly, but the decisions that I make for myself. And I use the calendar every single day to have an understanding, oh, well, what's the influence of today and my formula and how are these things interacting with each other? And what are my impulses? Where can I go in my formula to control those impulses? You know, because you can tap into different parts of your of yourself. And so now I feel like I have a lot more control. Um, and these are things that have helped me on a much deeper level than any therapy that I've ever participated in or or any other avenue that I've tried. This has worked faster and on a much deeper level. And so I feel like every day I'm, I'm in the driver's seat now. And, and that has certainly helped me in my work as a doula, as a, as a person in my community, a friend, you know, and a mother. That's so beautiful. And how do you do that? Is it a book? Is it a Mayan calendar book or how, what does that literally look like for you? Or do you plug it into a computer app for what? <laughs> well, currently Fabian is, is teaching distance learning courses. So he has about 13 apprentices right now. This is the first time that anybody has ever done this from his community, from his, wow. from his village. And they gave him permission to do this. And I feel my instinct says that a part of why it was a yes for the first time to do something like this is because these traditions are dying very quickly mainly because of the evangelicals that are moving into to Guatemala and other places in the world and converting people who follow these traditions since the beginning of time and are now and they're now becoming very diluted because the main source of spirituality or prayer or practice is is evangelical now so now as the next generations um, come into this, you know, there's the, the possibility of, of these practices to, to become um, obsolete. Yeah. And so his, him teaching people from all over the world, because there's apprentices from all over the world. None of us are from the highlands of Guatemala. <laughs> we meet every Saturday and it's a three hour class. And then we even have a group chat where every single day we are discussing the day and the things that we've learned and and you know he gives us tools to to practice and and it's um it's the most incredible thing that I've ever experienced in my life besides giving birth to my children wow. um learning in this way is something that I might have frowned upon years ago uh because I was always taught that these traditions are something that should be very very held very tight and closed um but in doing that there's the the dark side of that is um, the traditions dying away. And so there's so many people that are op opting to live a more modern life. And the ones in the world who are wanting to, to learn these traditions, well, I, I think that it's okay that we, you know, that the doors are open to learn these things and to, and to create positive shifts in the universe. I do think that's a really poignant observation is if it isn't shared, it will die. 
at some point, right? Because statistically, all the doulas in the world, they're not they're not coming from the highlands of Guatemala. I mean, that's just a fact. So it's like, how can these things be shared in a beautiful way? Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. And I look forward to talking more with you. It's such a, a beautiful new thing I'm learning about. So thank you for opening me up to it. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, Fabian. Thank you so much for being here today. Good night. Um, I'm very happy to be to be here talking to all of you to present my work and in a sense, a little bit of my life, right? And everything that we have been doing with the Maya Spiritual Guides and to present the science of pregnancy for now in Open Doors for the world. It's so exciting. And I was lucky enough to have a private session with you last night and it really helped me understand a little bit deeper how this truly applies to our whole life, the the point of conception of my parents, and then how that affects my whole life. And I'm reading your amazing book. Um, I'm not quite finished with it, but I've just been underlining almost every page. And it's just, there's so much depth to it. And it almost is written like a, a poem, like it's a beautiful love poem. So um, I really, this will all be in the show notes for people to find your book, but please tell us how you got started as a male midwife and how you got on this path of the birth world. Well, it is, this is something that is peculiar because when I was on my, let's say my initiation or my training days, when I wanted to become a spiritual guide, and by the way, that is a decision that is not taken by you. In the, in Maya original, let's say, the real tradition in the highlands, in the mountains, deep in the mountains, you don't choose to are chosen. Mm. Well, everybody rejects the idea. I was also having another ideas. I was on the university studying architecture in those days when when I when I when all the things that pointed uh, me for to be chosen to be a spiritual guide was happening and was happening during dreams, especially. But mm. anyways. Beyond that, my interests were those of a man. And, and in this, I can make a joke. I can joke about this now in these moments. <laughs> because I was interested in knowledge, yes. But I was interested in stellar charts. I was interested in astronomy. I was interested in everything. Everything but delivery or pregnancy times. <laughs> what I did already was healing bones. And and because I had an aunt that teach me how to heal bones, and I knew already something about herbalism, but not in herbalism, not that much. But I was already a, such a bone healer. What I wanted was the secrets of the Maya calendar. I wanted, let's say, the mystical or the esoteric. I was looking for connections between the stars and stuff like that. That is always kind of uh, what was attracting people in those years. But things didn't happen that well, that correct or that, let's say, clean, as I would wanted to say. Because my first teacher was some sort of, uh, he was very good. He was a hard worker, but I wasn't that happy. He used to love money. Also, sometimes there were things that I didn't really like about the ways in which he was behaving. And we split apart one day. I was, I, I, I felt that there was some dishonest thing about him. And I split apart. But those were not easy times, not even in the mountains. Uh, not, not when we think about being in the mountains. And after some period in which I can literally say, once again, honestly, with uh, with honesty, I lost a little bit my 
track my path, but I was still on on that. I was in the in the in in town and everything. When a woman that was my teacher and and who was later I will know uh, a midwife, she already saw me walking more in in town. She saw me wandering, and she saw me like a foreigner in the beginning. Uh, she saw me like a foreigner till till one day she found me and she asked me if we can do work together because and she told me my 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 two young boys who were living with me they they traveled to the USA and they are lost we never know what happened to them we never received news we never know if they are alive or dead and anything and I was left alone in town and maybe I can maybe I can give you a place to stay maybe you can stay in my house have food and you can do the man's work in the helmet and I said and I didn't hesitate as such I needed where to stay and I needed to learn I wanted to retake apprenticeship and I said that yes mm-hmm. she was living in really really literally top of a mountain a very in Guatemala in Guatemala, yes, mm-hmm. far away from the from, from far away from the town. So what we did is really one thing that was amazingly beautiful. That is that I could do what is the man's job in the in the hike in the mountains. And now picture this: with no electricity, even in the nineties, with no phone, no cellular phone, no need for TV, radio, or anything. Mm-hmm. And I was cutting good. Wood going to the cornfields, prepare uh, uh, everything for the house, preparing the land, preparing the, the, the earth, uh, choosing the seeds, everything that is a masculine job or a task in the in the, in the house. And she and uh, she saw that I knew how to make bone healing. That is a beautiful history that she never says anything till one moment. One woman arrives to the house and look, look at, and listen to this. This is peculiar because a pregnant woman, every pregnant woman in town has to climb a little bit to, to arrive to the house, which is peculiar because they were slow to, to go top, top of the mountain, right? Although it's a very well known road, anyways, it's top of the mountain. But one day a woman appeared and, and she began to do midwifery. I, I will. No, there's no necessity to go into details. She was observing the, the stomach. She was uh, looking at the eyes. She was observing the eyes. She was taking measurements, using his body, hands to do stuff. She was preparing. Uh, and I discovered that she was a midwife uh, and that she was practicing an active practitioner of that. So in my, my moment, I was learning about the Mayan calendar with her and another teacher now. And, uh, and I was just like in the distance, looking at everything, because the Maya helmets, Maya houses in the mountains has no divisions. It's just one big, big, big bungalow, which is not divided as such. Sometimes you, there are some curtains here and there, but basically you, in the place in which you are sleeping, you can see the kitchen or you can see the altar. So I, in distance, I began to, to look at to look at the people. The people was looking at me with 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 strange eyes, like this man is doing here. But they already know me, so so sometimes we're like, okay, this is where you are now, and stuff like that. So, but my teacher, little by little, she was very 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 clever in the sense of give me the sixers, give me the alcohol, bring me bring me newspapers. Uh, can you hold this hand? 
<laughs> little by little getting closer. Can you can you touch the belly? Can you touch me where the head of the baby is? And and little by little she she began began to to, to make him involved in, into this. I was reluctant, as I told you. And, and and later when I saw the first deliveries and everything, I was totally and completely surprised that little by little I was gaining confidence with people. But my, my own way of looking at things were still shocking in a sense for me. But I was living with this woman. I was healing my 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 unconsciousness, myself. My path was getting getting uh, true, clear and transparent in in everything that I was learning. And by the way, and this is a key point. I remember her saying stuff like, "The baby is not in good position. Have you been angry?" Or like things like, "The baby once again moved back to the previous position." Uh, are you are you uh, have you been crying have you or stuff like that right i remember her saying stuff and making connections about the behavior the dreams of the mother when the father was in 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 consultation or during some consultation she was also asking him stuff like did you beat her or uh, what were you doing what were you thinking and little by little, I I began to be more more attached to all the connections that she was all the connections that she was doing, because after all the these let's say these consultations and these questions questions and everything, then the delivery arrived. So I began to notice and obviously directed by her that look at this today in the Maya calendar. Let's for to say a a, a, a day in the Maya calendar, she said something. Like, oh, okay, today is the day of the snake. That it means that she and him, they were fighting during all pregnancy. And I was like, ooh. And, 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 then, and then, of course, she was, she was a guide in the sense of, of how a guide is in the Maya, in the highlands. There's no classes. There's no sit down and write what I'm going to say. There's never that. You learn by listening. You learn by helping and you learn by observing everything that is happening. And, and little by little, I began to make the connections like, this baby was uh, the, the father is was not in the house. He just left her alone. So these complications is due to her anxiousness. And I began to make all the connections till till one day I I, I couldn't uh, wait more. And I said, Can you teach me about this? Can you teach me which are the dynamics that you are that are underlying? In, in, in between the way the baby has uh, the delivery of the baby, the conditions of the baby and the Mayan calendar. And she looked at, by the way, she looked at me and said, no. <laughs> and I said, well, <laughs> well, you already did. Can you, can you, can you teach me as such? I would want to make a list. I would want to make, to take notes. I can, <laughs> I can, I can do stuff for you. And, and she says, no, of course not. And, and as a way of punishment would, was common in those days, like, like something, not a punishment as such, but a way of, let's say to disciplinate myself she says we need alcohol you need to go to the to the town <laughs> and, and i'm going to tell you to listen everybody this is a funny history because <laughs> going to town going for alcohol to the town was more than an hour and a half adventure first of all we have to <laughs> i have to descend from the mountain go to the town buy the alcohol and then return back top of the mountain in those days there were no motorcycles 
and even having a, a bicycle is difficult. So, so, well, it was always by walking, running, or stuff like that. So that is that was a couple, at least a couple of hours. So, but that happened. That used to happen before. That happened several times before. So <laughs> I began. I began to gather some money and make savings because in the last time that I was sent to town, I bought more bottles of alcohol that I that that what she was asking me. And then I bought more bottles and I already have had some bottles prepared outside the house without her to know. <laughs> just for the moment in which she sent me back to town and sometimes just for to be the good apprentice and say, I have it. I have the bottles you need, right? This is not that that I'm pretentious or that I was doing uh, just uh, also making trickster stuff with her or nothing. Just being, by a good will, I was doing that. So she sent me and I returned in la- less than half an hour with a couple of bottles of alcohol. And she said, I discovered the place in which <laughs> <laughs> you have the bottles. So, uh, so she didn't talk to me all that night. It was it was curious. But next morning she said, well, I'm not going to teach you because I don't know how to teach, she said. But guess what? You are going to enter into that. And I said, no, I don't want to touch. <laughs> it, it is not it's not the proper thing in the Highlands for a man to touch uh, a woman in, in that sense or or um, to do examinations for a pregnant woman. And she says, no, now you are going to do it. And, and and I was like, oh man, well, I I began the woman at the beginning was very reluctant to look at me, but she was saying, like, he's my he's my he's my son. Uh he was always introducing me as as her son, and she said, He's someone to trust. He's someone always someone to trust. And little by little, I began to make messages, then begin to put the baby into position, and little by little I discovered, and this is what I would want to say, and, and I would want everybody in the, in the audience to listen to this, which is something that is very amazing and beautiful. That back, uh, back uh, some years before that, remember I was looking for the for knowledge. I was looking for secrets. I was maybe even looking for the secret of uh, I don't know behaviors, the spirits, whatever you can call it in any in any name. And there was a moment in which I received my first baby following everything that my teacher was not teaching me, <laughs> but teaching, <laughs> teaching me at the same time, right? And, and it was a moment in which I saw the miracle of life in front of me, in my hands. And, and I remember that I was crying more than the, than the woman in delivery, <laughs> wow. which was, which was such an experience because I, I was the one that I was crying. And I said, well, all the knowledge that I really wanted to know is encoded and goes directly to the miracle of the pregnancy at delivery. It is amazing. I, I thought that any, any, any ways I can study the stars and the pregnancy, I can study the movement of the clouds and the pregnancy. I can study dreams and, and pregnancy times delivery, the body, the dynamics between organs, the, the way in which uh, a, par- the, uh, a partner plays a role in the, in the, in the full, full frame time of pregnancy, the way in which the baby receives the information, the way in which 
the baby already can begin to learn from experience from the mother, the way in which we, the spiritual guides, intervene in, in, in getting this uh, well done or beautifully done, even spiritually done. We sing to the babies, we talk to the babies, we move the babies. The way in which we have long, several long and long conversations with, with different mothers about how did you feel? What did you dream? How it is your relationship with your partner? Is there a partner? Um, are you stressed by not having money? Are you stressed by being alone? Everything that was involved finally, finally reveals that, that although it was not something that I choose in the beginning, which is peculiar and being in contrast with what I wanted then when I was holding that baby's head in my, in, in that moment, I knew that all the, mo the most beautiful knowledge about the Mayan calendar and everything that connects, that puts all the dots or that connects all the dots was precisely in that moment. And I was, as I said, I was crying more than the woman and, and, and my teacher, even when she was looking at me like, what's happening? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that was another, that, that she, she made a, some big plot for me to begin to do it also. And it was such a beautiful moment in which everything makes sense. Everything that I have learned from before in the mountains and everything was finally a full frame of a full comprehension of what I can call the ontology of the self, the knowledge of the being, the knowledge of the self, the epistemology of consciousness, knowing that the baby's conscious and the baby can receive or that I can affect pregnancy by talking to the baby is amazingly important. And then making the connections between the present behavior, the character, the ways in which we choose, we reject, the way in which we go, in uh, being healthy or being ill, the way in which we do healings, everything was now a perfect and, be and a beautiful science to understand the human being. So I, uh, I, I received the baby, the, everybody was very happy. We made the proper ceremony after the delivery and the baby was named after me, a papian. Also mm. my, uh, and, 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 and we were very happy about that. Then I was, I, at little by little, I gained more confidence with people in surrounding towns. And, uh, and I entered fully to do, to do everything that my teacher was doing and everything that my teacher was, uh, was teaching me, but not teaching me. <laughs> right. And that's, the, and that's how I entered. And it's a beautiful, magical moment in which she found me, by the way. But but now I can laugh about my reluctancy the first time that I saw blood and stuff like that. But look at me now. I'm entirely in this world. <laughs> and how old were you when you moved in with her? And then also when you knew that this would be your path, what was your age? I was 27. Mm -hmm. uh, I was 27 for sure. Because I, I remember that I was born on the 27th of uh, April. So I, 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 was, I remember that, I, that that was my joke on those days that I was 27, 27. I was born in 27 and I was 27 years old. And, and, I, was all, and I was also like saying, oh, this is it. This is the age in which stars die. And I was like, okay, if I arrive to 28, <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I, will, I will make a party. But we were living in the mountains. 
this is just because I had some sort of a path also in the Western world mm -hmm. and I knew and those were the times of MTV and stuff like that. Everything has to be put in context, in context, right? But in those years, I was already isolated looking for my father because my father was a guerrilla fighter in during the civil war in Guatemala. So I was looking for my roots. I was looking for my blood. I was looking for my family. I was looking for a way to heal my dreams because I was always having uh, nightmares or stuff like that in the way that is called in the in the Western world or the Western hemisphere. But I was 27 for sure when when I began to be with her. I was having my personal issues of, uh, in the, in those days. That's why I wanted to heal. And later, I, when 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 I received when I received my first baby, then it was. 1999, because I remember that, um, and, and I was 29 then, because I remember that I have had to to return to, to, to go back to Mexico City to make some things, uh, to legal papers of the house and do stuff like that. And I was very reluctant. I, I just wanted to stay there forever and for good. And, and, and I already found my way in those days. So it took me like a couple of years in which I was only doing bone healing, helping and learning little by little and making the connections. When I received my first baby, it was close, close to, to the change of the millennium, I remember. And I was very surprised to, to, to return to the, to, to the 20th century or the, to, to the arriving 21st century because I was already adapted to the mountains to the sounds of the mountains, to listening to the wind, to talk to mm. the birds, and doing everything that is the proper way to do, to be a spiritual guide in the highlands, like looking and watching at, at stars, looking and watching and making connections between the behaviors of snakes, ants, uh, um, uh, the spider web, and the relationship with the rainy season, and the way in which uh, analyzing the eyes of, of a pregnant woman to see the blood pressure and stuff like that. So it took me a couple of years. And then for to be fully, fully, fully a midwife, a little bit more than, let's say, in 2004, I was, I was now fully, because my teacher died a little uh, some years later and she didn't want me to be in her house now you can picture there was a wise uh, she was a white woman it, it is just a little thing that i have said about that about her and mo being that most of the public that listen to this to this podcast i would want to say that this woman was really an amazing wise, strong, and peculiar person at the same time. She was so full of knowledge. She was grumpy most all of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a reason to be like that because she had to be the strong. She has to be the strength for everybody that was looking for her assistance. So she never, she although I, I saw her sometimes suffering or having issues because she missed uh, the boys and she was somehow transferring all that uh, losings with me uh, but 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 already she was touched by pain but anyway she was always the strongest and the be and and the and the woman and she really did she was wise and and now let me tell you something i was the one that received the knowledge but it's not a masculine knowledge it's a feminine knowledge mm. it's a knowledge that was preserved by woman to be transfer to woman. What happened with me was that I was the only one that could make the decision to stay in the mountain. I was surprised that 
such a small woman could have known that amazing knowledge that I have never read, that I have never heard. I, I remember myself when she says, the baby's listening to your words. And I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. And, and, and years later, singing to babies and looking at the results. And, and this woman who was one of the most important persons in my life, and the holder of this knowledge, and the real one that is the holder is not a trademark by my name, Apapianteo. I'm just I'm just making a bridge for this knowledge to return to woman. She said to me, "You have you have been with me in the mountains during years. You have been with me, and you look at me very strong and doing stuff. With how many kids have we have been receiving?" And I was, well, in my notebook it says two hundred and six. And she says, well, that's well done. She said, but now I'm beginning to have my first dreams and I'm about to die. And I, mm-hmm. and, and I began to cry. And she says, but listen, look at you. This is what I don't want uh, you to, to go into. I would want you to go out of town. I would want to die alone in my own. I don't want you to, to see you suffering. And I began to cry more, right? And I began to cry and cry and cry. And she says, I will want you to have the full memory of me as a strong woman. So get out of my house. And she kicked me uh, out of the house. The, the story continues, but I'm going to stop in this moment. That was the woman whose knowledge is the is the foundations of my book and everything that I have to say in now I'm, I'm speaking in English but it, that, that everything that I have to say or for every consultation is not that I, now a man has to tell you what to do no it's my teacher in my voice and later if good luck and if good uh, paths open I will want to retransmit this knowledge for the woman to be once again the holders mm. of this knowledge that's my purpose and this is one of the purposes of, of the book. And I even dedicated my book to my mother, who was a very lovely mother. So I will want femininity to be sacred once again, and femininity to hold the power and the knowledge of what is the creation of a being, what is the creation of a human being, and what is the real, real role of a, of a mother as a creator and a shaper of consciousness in the baby and to bring back that knowledge that everything that we are, everything we choose, everything we go into, everything that we are in a sense is what our mother already built in her womb. And that's the purpose. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing all of that. And how did she learn all of the knowledge? Was that passed down through her own family or someone in her village? Well, the village, by the way, that's a beautiful question. In the, in the Maya Highlands, there's the specialization in between the people usually goes through lineages, lineages related or connected by blood. But if a spiritual guide detects someone that has the gifts or that has the big interest and enough interest to not to, to, not to go away when the moment gets uh, difficult, they can choose someone from the outside as it was my own case. She was thrown in the middle of a lineage of what is already being called Ahnawal Ahkun, which which translation is is like something like a spirit a, a spiritual doctor or the person that talks, uh, let's say, that uses the connection and the dialogue with the elements in nature to do the healings. And she already belonged to that. And what I heard 
from her was that her her grandmother was also a, a midwife. That is what is usually what happens. For example, it happens also with singers, ceremonial ceremonial chanters mm. or singers. What it happens with dancers? There's always a continuity in the in the family, usually from grandfather to to the to the next generation, and that's the way it goes. But sometimes they receive people from from the outside when they saw the gifts. Mm. And this lineage was founded. The one that she pertains to was founded in eighty eighty nine. Eighty eighty nine. Yeah. Yes, because they had they had to hide a little bit some of the knowledge uh, from Catholic authorities and religious leaders in town. And what they do was to make the foundations of brotherhoods who hold like names like the Holy Spirit or uh, the Brotherhood of the Holy Spirit or the Brotherhood of, of uh, the Reincarnation of Christ or something like that. But the one to which she pertained was the Holy Spirit uh, Brotherhood and they can serve and make a task for the Catholic Church and for things that were kind of syncretic. But by doing that, they got the liberty to, to, to preserve knowledge and not to hide a specific knowledge that sometimes was persecuted by friars or by mm-hmm. outsiders of town. So making brotherhoods and, and blending in syncretism some of the stuff was a good strategy to preserve knowledge, including mm-hmm. this one. That is one of the most beautiful ones. And I love that image of you being the bridge to bring this back to women. And as we discussed last night, there's such an, an interesting moment globally right now where we're really looking at um, cultural appropriation, what's appropriate to share, what not to share. And obviously we need to be granted the permission, right, to learn native or ancient traditions and then not to take ownership for it and to thank the teachers that came before and the lineage before that that brought, but how do you see this, this knowledge coming forth? And then we'll get a little bit deeper into the actual Mayan calendar knowledge, but how, how do you see this in these modern times from you reaching out to women in general, or is it more the doulas or the midwives of the world? Like, how do you see this spreading? Well, first of all, I would want any who is interested and is strong enough to learn. I'm open. There's no drama with that. There's, there's no, there's no, there's, there's not a way in which a person can be rejected. Anyone that, that, that is interested, the doors are open. But now we have to go back now, once again, to the 2006 and seven more or less, in which we were looking at the beginning of what was going to be the phenomena of the 2012 and mm. the end of the world. Mm-hmm. as told by the Mayans and everything like that, which was a fake stuff. We were looking for people who was doing this, uh, cultural appropriation, that the people that were doing a stealing of knowledge and people who was just using the symbols or just basic information that you can find in magazines. And then they began to do the Maya healing, the Maya cacao ceremonies, the the, the the enlightenment of the uh, and and sometimes crossing stuff like like alienation of chakras according to the Mayan way, which does not exist in the Mayan way. I'm not against any practice of any spiritual way of in any spiritual way, but 
this was more than what is what is what mm -hmm. in this case is they were crossing stuff in in a way that was not the appropriate way not even for for example like this if you follow yoga or maybe some practice in buddhism well you are going to be you're, you are going to learn about chakras blah 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 blah, blah and all the knowledge and if you know mayan stuff well you will know about the days and blah 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 or whatever right, right. but crossing things in that sense is something that is not proper and it's not right and 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 that began to happen and we were fighting back the most that we could to say that the, the mayan elders didn't say that our grandfathers <laughs> are not even interested in that nothing really was our interest and anyways people follow stuff so by the year 2040 some of some people that were interested and who hold academic degrees and stuff we began to make the effort an effort to create a native universe and if you saw in the back cover of my book there's the the logo of the maya kachikel university which is the first native maya academy place that uh, that is going into the fight for decolonizing the knowledge, for to put the knowledge in the proper way, for to present and to introduce the knowledge. We have had to fight really heavy. We began with only one classroom in deep in, over there in the mountains. By the way, in the middle of the cornfield, which which is a beautiful place. Now it has a small library and more rooms, and we have more places to do to and, and associations with universities but we began with one classroom the foundation of the maya maya Kichikel university and we began to to work for free and to and to give uh, classes just little by little right with the effort of making let's say a way in which we mayan people without the necessity of the approval of anyone else in the outside to 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 do registration, to do the organization, to do recognition of students, and now my, what what the plan is after the publication of the book is that if someone is interested, they can go onto learning, onto the heavy learning of this, and and they can get a certification from the Maya Kachikel University after doing some proceeds, but getting a real certification for a native university and native college are, and now already recognized as an academic uh, institution in Guatemala and in Mexico uh, to hold or to have a rec an authentic recognition and not just doing the, the instant guru or the instant spiritual guide or the instant mm -hmm. uh, white wolf or whatever. <laughs> and right. I say white wolf <laughs> because people used to just put a native name and now they began classes so right everybody Shaman. is welcome mm -hmm. yeah everybody's welcome uh, everybody's accepted especially what i like about doula work is that in a sense for example the, over there in the highlands we don't make that distinction the spirit the the, the, the midwife is already a, a doula during all those months especially in the last months so in a sense i'm a doula well, i'm a doula or a, i don't know which is the name for a man that that makes that work but 
midwives, there's no, not that much of a techniques to be teached. There's already good, very beautiful knowledge to deliver the baby. That's not something in reality that I have to teach. There's, for the delivery moment or for the delivery or the last moments or for the last things to do, there's already enough good, beautiful knowledge. But what I can teach is, pre is precisely how to get to the most amazing, beautiful moment or a good delivery moment, depending on uh, and everything that goes in this philosophy and, and well, if you would want the way in which we deliver babies. Everybody is accepted. students of the Mayan calendar, students of philosophy, ontology, epistemology of a native a culture, civilization who holds 3,000 years of being a civilization, bone healers, I can, I can, I can teach bone healing, everything that that, that is connected in astronomy and the stars and the Mayan calendar and pregnancy is also relevant. It takes years to know, but everybody is accepted. And now the Maya Kachike University is the one that is going to make the procedures of making official or to get a recognition that any given a, a student already have had a good learning from, from, a, from a certified teacher, not just any average new instant right. shaman. I love that. That's that really feels so grounded and rooted when you speak to that. Thank you. My Western mind has <laughs> a hard time truly understanding the words that you've written because the Mayan calendar is such a departure from the Western calendar in the way that we think. But at the same time, so many of the things that you've shared in the journey of a mother during her pregnancy is stuff that I teach and live with and learn and how I worked with my own pregnancies. So can you just kind of, I mean, this is such a huge topic, but can you just speak in a nutshell for people that have never even heard of the Mayan calendar and how it's so unique the way that you are bringing the Mayan calendar knowledge to pregnancy, which in this lineage is viewed as the point of conception is really the landing of the soul in the body and the personality, et cetera. Can you um, just kind of explain that? Yes, make an overview about that. Well, first of all, differently from what the Western calendar, uh, the way in which the Western calendar is conceived, we go on to the understanding that the division of time in the way in which the Mayan calendar is done is based in the sense that Every day has a purpose or a sense as such, but this is not hocus pocus and this is not esoterical stuff. It's reasonable stuff. <clears throat> in which sense? In the sense that if you take, for example, any average day, let's say in the middle of April, then what you saw is a formula of the elements combining to produce uh, to produce a day, like. There's certain irradiation from the sun. There's certain irradiation from the earth. There's a, a level of humidity. There are winds. And in the middle of April, and I choose this as, as an example, well, there are some seeds already in the ground, especially in nature, not the man planted. There's already a windy season that already took all the, all the seeds, and now they are in the, in the ground waiting Sometimes for animals to pick them and to and to and to bury them or to hide them as the squirrels that sometimes that they are always picking up seeds and sometimes they forgot where do they storage and then there's a new tree over there in the middle of nothing. 
and uh, and stuff like that and later humidity but if you saw that that is a process that is a that is a system and every system has a formula of a, of a harmonic way of interaction in between the elements that compose that that formula right humidity pressure windy uh wind uh irradiation of the sun fertility in the land but if you go back, if you go to, to choose another days in the in the in the in every average day, like for example in winter, well then everything has changed. There's another amount of solar irradiation. There's the the land is not working. You will not see seeds in any place, and everything is now different. The wind is very cold and stuff like that. Um, everything has changed. All the formula is different. So what we do, what we Mayans do in reality is to apply that observation also to the nature of, of, a, of, a, of a boy, of a person, of a pregnant woman. Everything is a way of a system. Everything has a sense in the sense of harmonic dynamics. So the day in which we are born in the Mayan calendar, let's say, making the remark that is based on the observation of the cosmos and the and the behavior of the earth then every birthday every day has a, a, a sense but also a composition a formula a different way in which the elements interact we are told that the day in which we are born are already embodied embodied by by that by that formula that we got that specific way of a composition of elements. And then there's the amazing stuff that, uh, that when you know about this, that the time has substance and that every day has a composition, then the jump is about is through science, not through just mysticism or esotericisms. You can do it also if you would want, but first of all, the, the the science of pregnancy. So when you apply that knowledge about composition and a formula, then you can decompose and analyze every element, and then you can arrive through the Mayan calendar too, which was the participation of the mother. Were this were there? Was there a father? Which were the conditions for the baby to be to be born? Which was uh, the affectation for this drug? For this, for example if the mother had an accident in the middle, or if someone died. If someone dies in the middle of a pregnancy time, it's hard time for the baby, hard, difficult time for the baby, especially if the woman is affected. But and, and little by little, what you can do by studying the Mayan calendar and this composition and these systems of four elements and four, of formulas and the formula of at any given day, what you begin to see is, the, is that in present time, the behavior of a person is related to with, to how the woman already shaped consciousness. When you began to 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 learn to learn this, uh, there's always a moment in which, for example, my teacher told me, like this woman, for example, was missing. Uh, we call it Rital Ik, the sign of the moon, the period. She, and, and she was very, very concerned that, that she was not having uh, 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 the, the, the sign of the moon. So she arrived with, the, with my teacher. I was, not, I was told to go out of the house, but my teacher says, just listen to what she's going to say. And, and she told her something like uh, that she was not pregnant and she just gave her a tea, a preparation for her. But later my teacher told me, 
there's a moment in which after conception is successful, there's going to be a moment in which consciousness of the baby is going to arise and i was like Ooh. remember that she was she would she she was not going to answer my questions she wasn't teaching me that sense but i remember moments in which she was saying things to woman like your baby is already conscious which in my but you don't listen to this in spanish it looks like like in reality maya is saying uh which is the translation of being conscious, of being aware also at the same time. And that it means for, for my teacher or what that can mean to, she's saying that woman is that from this moment on, you are responsible of this, of, of the shaping of this baby. Let me go a little bit back uh, to not to confuse. So the story of the substances of every day in the Mayan calendar is the story of a formula, the story of the composition of elements, which is going to be connected in the same way, by the way, in the day in which you are born, who has a formula and that formula also applies to you. What is peculiar? is that being a composition between the masculine and the feminine principles, including artificial insemination, uh, anyways, the Mayan calendar already has had encoded all that knowledge to be understood. So one of the first things that, that comes from this is that it's, it's amazing stuff, like the baby enters or gets or arises into consciousness in the womb of a woman. There's no, in, for us in Mayans, and by this way, I don't want to offend any, any believing, there's no way in which a soul is received after birth, birth. The baby is already conscious. You can, we don't use the word soul because soul came from the Catholic influence of the friars and the Catholic mm -hmm. church. We use ushlap, ushlapim, ushlap, ushlapishik, that, that is thinking. Also, and that is the proper way to talk about consciousness in the Mayan way. So we said that the baby arises to consciousness in the womb of the mother, and from then on, the mother is the creator and the shaper of that consciousness. There's no, no there's no way in which an outside consciousness already with experiences and stuff arrives at the moment of the of of of, of delivery. In delivery enters another entity for us in Mayan, but we're not we're not talking already about this, but the, the, the baby enters into consciousness and from then on the baby first, for example, has a very primal way of a consciousness that is the biological one. As for example, when you plant a seed in the middle of a fertile land and the, and the seed, and listen, this, this well, now I'm fascinated with what I'm saying. <laughs> in the Mayan way, there's 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 something that is that is always making the metaphor of the plants, the seeds, and the human being and, and the baby. Even my teacher, in this case, my my master, my my male, my teacher, the poet, he was telling me like every man that every peasant and every man, a farmer that that knows about seeds, uh, holds the knowledge of which is the proper moment and the proper even the way to plant the seed, the water that the plant needs, the, the, all the procedures to take care of the, of the seed. Why don't we apply that knowledge to the baby? Why are we so whatever 
to not to understand that that is the same with the baby. So for example, same way as the seed, in a moment, the seed in a moment does not sprouts or does not germinate, it germinates. The, the moment in which the seed does not germinate because the land is not already humid, is not already well humid, is overflowed by water or something. There's a moment in which the seed does not choose or cannot uh, uh, germinate. That's the same way that happens when, for example, there are miscarriages in the first, let's say, for, uh, 20 to 40 or to even 60 days. And, and, and we can apply the same thing. The conditions in the womb are not ready. The conditions in the atmosphere are not ready. Same way, as I said, overflowed by water. Well, there could be issues that the, that, that what is the fetum or what is the, the, the first, uh, this first sense of primal consciousness detects that there's not a moment, that, that something is not appropriate. Something has to be resolved first. And in and now, but that's the seed, right? Overflow by water, not enough humidity, not enough minerals, not enough, even not, not enough, uh, let's say, down deep in the in the in the in the dirt in the in the earth or stuff like that right well same happens with the baby as a, as making the metaphor of the seed so you have to go with the woman and ask about alimentation or ask about the partner ask about the ex partner sometimes that is something that also stops a, a good uh, pregnancy moment in the beginning or that produces miscarriage for example when the woman is still in love with the ex-partner, you have to ask about conditions in the family uh, to, to detect where is it, which, what is that is affecting the, the, the woman. And obviously, there could be genetic, genetics, there could be illness, there could be the repercussions of illness. But anyways, you, you as a spiritual guide has to, has to understand making the metaphor. If there was, if there was a miscarriage, it's like the seed that couldn't germinate. So we, you have to analyze particularly more about the woman, more about what is happening there. There's also sometimes the, in the father's part, something that has to be analyzed and, and, uh, and to see, let's say, abuse in alcohol or abuse in tobacco or stuff like that or issues in, but there's always something to, to be learned. And this, and, and this is, for example, by analyzing miscarriages. But, uh, but you have to analyze. But the Mayan calendar gives you that sense. And one of the first and the, and the most important principle is that the baby gets into, uh, arises into consciousness in the woman. And from then on, the, by that basic primal way of a consciousness that in the first, let's say, couple of months is more biological as such, then begins to develop and to be more open as to be a more sophisticated way of a perception dialogue and response from the baby and that give us clues for to understand that for example the baby knows his her gender the baby is aware is even told that the baby chooses day to be born and and whenever the baby changes position whenever the woman has bad dreams whenever the blood pressure changes whenever there's bleeding whenever there's, uh, I don't know, acidity in the stomach or uh, inflammated feet, or I don't know. There are too many things. Mm -hmm. it's, it's in a way 
also a message from the baby, some sort of a discomfort, some sort of a, a way of the baby to be to to be uh, to, to also express stuff. That's uh, something that is very interesting because, for example, if we were going to talk about pregnancy, uh, let's say uh, moments and doula or doula work in in uh, during pregnancy, well, we Mayans we focus half of the attention to the baby. The baby is taking into account in every moment by touching, by singing, by analyzing things, and also by looking at the behavior of the mother. If, for example, if the baby can learn and and the, and the sensation uh, is pleasant for the woman, for everything. If if a woman, for example, if a woman is, is still dancing, for example, I'm going to make a, just an image. If the woman is, for example, a ballet dancer. And she is, she's still dancing till seven months and she feels, okay, then the baby is going to be pleasant with that music and with the movement. And then the baby, take it for sure, is going to be a dancer because he's because going to find the same pleasure that the baby was was receiving or was sensing when he was uh, on during pregnancy time. But the, the learning process also can be spooky because the baby can learn bad habits from the mother also. So for us, that's the key. And we, the, the, we are devoted to understand the baby, the baby messages through the mother and the baby messages directly by conceiving the baby fully conscious. And that is the lesson that the Mayan calendar gives us by understanding that time frame and that every day has a substance and it is a system of a harmonic system and a composition of elements that are also applied to the human being. One thing I thought was so interesting as the main central point is, of course, the mother that was written in the book is that if there is not a father present, that is creating some disharmony within the baby's soul. So how does one, if you are a single mother, how do you speak to that or how can you create some safety that you aren't, you know, setting up a deficit for that baby in utero? That's a, that's a fantastic question because I was also I was also pondering that with my teacher. Because, for example, I'm going to make you when uh, I'm going to give you my first example. It was a case of a very thin woman in the Highlands who was pregnant, but Warner got this. Uh, idea of going to, to to work to Canada. So he departed and they were very lovely, but he thought that was going to be a good moment. Well, she began to be very sad. She began to be uh, having problems. The baby had uh, was about to not be born several times. But, uh, there was so many problems, but, but, but what I saw and what I listened and what was told to this woman and, and the things that now I do, and that is written in the book, is that the division between what is the full conception of a human being is first of all divided into things. One is what is called the domain of the man in the sense of the participation, not that the woman does not participate. And it is the sexual act, the sexual act as such, and it is called the domain of the man just because of ejaculation, right? Or in artificial insemination. That's mm -hmm. the, or if you would not want to say the man, just the masculine domain, because mm -hmm. it is about the conception, the inception, which is ejaculation, right? The sexual interaction. And by the way, the Mayan calendar can give us the clue of what was the connection between the mother and the father, because it's not the same if they love each other, if they were healthy, if they were forced, if they were 
uh, what if she was younger and he was older. Uh, but if that condition is it was okay, if she was okay, or if she was forced, every single condition can be told by the Mayan calendar and the way in which all those little differences play a specific role. After this inception, or let's say the masculine domain, then you go to the feminine domain, that is pregnancy time. Just not because the father is not present, but it's just because that the father is no longer necessary as from in the previous place, the father was necessary or the insemination was necessary. But in this moment, the domain of the feminine side and the pregnancy time, conception time is ruled by feminine. And that's why it's important. And, and we can even make a little joke about this because if you take into account what was the previous domain, well, the atmosphere is important of how the father and the mother or the mother and the companion or the mother and the needing to be in artificial, um, to go into artificial insemination or whatever the situation is, the moment for insemination, well, luckily, <laughs> some minutes, right? Luckily, well, a good moment. But pregnancy is not that. Pregnancy is at least seven months, six months, seven months, eight months, nine months. The domain of the mother in contracts contrast to the last moments of the final uh, ejaculation in sex is just completely different. So what we are told what, or what you have to leave the woman into is that from now on is her domain. And with a father and without a father, there's no problem if the mother already knows that she has the power to shape that consciousness or soul, as you call it, in the baby. Why? Because there's also the opposite when the partner is violent, when the partner does not place the good role. But sometimes, sometimes it's, 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 it's so horrible to see that a violent uh, father or companion can, can produce a miscarriage or that can produce bleedings or that can produce an already stressed consciousness in the baby a baby that is already overwhelmed by the situations of violence in the atmosphere the baby is living, which by the way is not that hard to see. Because if you picture the baby in this beautiful waterly world in which the only voice that the baby recognizes is the mother, but all the other voices are blurred by the amniotic liquid. And if you make, just make this simple exercise, a baby that listens to a, to a very loud voice and after that, the baby begins to receive through the umbilical cord changes in the biochemical sense. Now I'm applying the biochemical or changes in the blood, changes in the pulse of the heart of the mother. After that noisy voice, the mother's, the mother's pulse of the heart being very aggressive and violent and the pulse of the blood, stress. The baby can understand that that noisy voice, that aggressive voice is producing changes in the baby's atmospheres, in the baby's creation ways that can affect even also the growing or the good growing of the organs of the baby because the biochemical nature of the woman or the blood or the compositions, the food, uh, everything that, that is organically being processed in the woman changed by, the, by let's say, this example, a noisy, a noisy, aggressive, violent, and everything changes for the baby. That's for sure. I can give you examples time after time in every delivery. You can see that. Well, in every delivery with that condition. But if you, you uh, but in that case, well, it would be better if that dominant or aggressive of bad presence not to be in there. 
But anyways, but anyways, and th th this is why this is sacred femininity, and this is why this is a knowledge for a woman, and that's why I would want to bring back this to woman and to honor my own mom, as I said, is that the mother has the power, has the, anyways, she has the control. If she has a good communication with the baby, independently of conditions, independently of situations, independently of, let's say, like this, assaults of a violent burner, the mother can talk to the baby, the, the mother can balance the stuff, the mother can make the control and can do the stuff with or without the father. Isn't, the father is not biologically necessary for anything, mm -hmm. but let's say as a soulmate or as an spiritual mate or as a loving mate, that could play beautifully if there's a balance. Mm -hmm. But even without the presence of a man, the woman can make the good balance. Anyways, the woman can play correctly and the woman can do the balance. Sometimes, and this is something that I have seen in the Western world, doulas can do that job. And the baby is a little bit misled by the situation because it's not necessarily or precisely the father or the companion or in a lesbian relationship, another woman. Sometimes it's like intriguing for the baby who that presence, who, who that loving and taking her presence is. Especially if there's another presence that is the father or the companion in a bad way. Mm -hmm. So the baby is going to analyze and to sense and to feel every change through the mother. So, and in our ways, in the spiritual ways of the Mayan spiritual, well, we go directly to say to the baby, I'm another person. <laughs> we need not to, not to, not to make that. But, but anyways, the balance to get that done, anyways, resides in a good learning or a good knowledge of the mother to have and to take the control and to know and to acknowledge that she is the creator. Mm -hmm. So by knowing that and by taking control, you can balance whatever you do want. Thank you for yes. I I think so much of this and in my work and the work that I see around me in the birth world here in LA and the Western world, you know, we've lost so much of our power or we've unlearned that we had that power. So I think it's just such a beautiful take home for us all to really hear and own that we are the world for our babies. It's a huge challenge, but you know, we're up for it. We're up for this task because we're made to do this. So it's just that consciousness to know that we have that power and one of my favorite quotations from the book was, women have the capacity to create and destroy the universe. And I mean, that's so beautiful and so potent that we, with our love and our mind and our intention, we really can support and shape in such a beautiful and positive way our babies and the next generations to come with this deeper knowledge that we actually are that we are the world for our babies and it's it's massive and it's incredible well that's the reason that's the reason i named the book the birth of a universe not the universe a universe because if you picture yourself a little bit of what is being a baby inside the mother's womb for the baby everything is connected with the mother the mother is the mother is transforming the self and using the self resources to bring this life mm -hmm. or to grow this baby for example and this is peculiar for example if the mother has not 
emotional, good emotional feedback, or if the mother feels that it's not completely emotional, loved, if the mother feels that she's a little bit rejected also, and if the mother, as I said, is lacking some emotional, even empathy for the moment of pregnancy, for sure the baby has problems with calcium. There's a biochemical something that happens in pregnancy that affects the emotions of the mother and the way in which she does not produce or the organs or the complete, let's say, growing of the baby is affected in calcium. So what you saw in, in a present-day adult, for example, is a man, that, a man or a woman that has problems in teeth or with the bones, joints, and stuff like that. And it is peculiar because there are two different ways. When a woman feels that she's not emotionally uh, taking care, and, but there are two distinctions. When it is authentic and whenever she is also exaggerating the, the stuff. And there are another two conditions. When she's too submissive to the atmosphere or the partner, or when she's the dominant and the man or the partner cannot even love that woman. That is so difficult to understand. But anyways, if she goes or she enters into that, the baby is going to be affected, curiously, by calcium. And this is just one example. There are too many things. Baby who has problems in the eyes are also related to discomfort in the mother and stuff like that. I can, I can teach all the repercussions little by little, right? But because uh, name any condition that you would want to name, and it is in, and it is in a way connected to a condition or a sensation or a continuous sensation experience for the mother. So I, I titled this, this book, The Birth of a Universe, because for the baby, the mother is the universe. The mother is the creator. The mother is the, as to say, is the authentic God of every one of us. If, just imagine if the mother really loves you, well, wants you to come to life, then your universe is giving you life. Everything that surrounds you, the love, the beat, of the heart of the mother, even the atmosphere does not take, but just imagine that your mother does not want you. Just imagine what is the anger or what is what is the biochemical change that is in a full of anger woman being affected by changes, by pregnancy or things like that. Just imagine that. Yeah. There, we, we said that there's already rejected babies, the babies that already know anxiousness, but babies that already knows what is to be healed. As when, for example, a lovely person arrives in the mother of a single woman who is pregnant and helps. Sometimes that is a double uh, inception time for the baby and a peculiar way of the baby to rediscover a new way of being born. And and every day, every case and every case is going to make a page to things. So the birth of a universe, we are universes in our own ways. And there's even the Mayan way to say that you cannot be compared with anyone because your inception time was different. So every single thing, our element, element in this formula is different. So there's no way to say you have better skills than the other now. Well, he has his and you have yours. Mm. There's no way to make comparisons. Everyone is the product of the product of the result of a pregnancy time. That is or that also leads us to humbleness, to understand our own life, our own path, and to go onto our own ways. 
characteristics, uh, possibilities, capabilities, and goals. Because also the pregnancy gives us the sense of a goal, where to go, what do I reject. Mm. If a baby was overwhelmed by violence during pregnancy, he's for sure going to be mostly a baby that already rejects violence. And, and things like that, because I cannot make. <laughs> no, I know. It's it's a massive, massive, endless. Yeah, topic. it's amazing. Yeah. Yes. And I just love I just love the context that nothing is good or bad. It's just all what is and learning our nature to me is true freedom, because once I know myself truly, then I can go deeper in learning, you know, things I want to change or um, or support or magnify and, and that of my children as well. So it is such an incredible science, as you say. And um, I'm just so grateful that you've been on today. I would love to have you back so we can delve deeper also. Um, and I really hope that you come to Los Angeles soon so that we can all learn from you. Well, uh, first of all, thank you very much for this first talk. Uh, and I'm open to talk about everything that you will want to know <laughs> to, to make to make connections, if you would want to make a native institution to, to go to learning. Because what I'm, what I'm saying is also a statement to what is happening in the world, that there are instant tricksters, instant shamans, instant people that, that already somehow know everything. And this is not a trademark of my, in my name. I am fully recognizing who were my teachers. They were recognized in the town. Everybody in the town knows they were my teachers and they know me with, with them. So my effort to publish my first book is to introduce my, my teacher. And the second book is about the poetry of my, my masculine, my teacher, both the masculine and the feminine sides of the knowledge that I hold. But their, their recognition is for them. Mm -hmm. That's why the university is going to make, and I asked the university to be the mediator or to get this well done, for people to be fully recognized as members of uh, the students of our university and by having classes by someone that is already very well known in town and that everybody already, already uh, knows. And, and by the way, I have been doing healings in my town and delivering babies also. So I'm recognized and people could understand that this is something that is going to be taken in the proper way. So thank you for this conversation. I'm open to everybody. And by the way, yes, I'm planning to go to LA. There, there has been so many invitations, but due to COVID, there was a moment in which we everything was stopped. And so yeah. maybe next year there's going to be a planification for to do stuff. Okay. Well, beautiful. Well, we'll definitely keep in touch and I will announce any and all information that you want to pass along to me to share to my community. And thank you again for my personal session with you. And I want to say to anyone listening that wants to delve deeper, they also can reach you and have personal consults with you as well, right? Yeah. And what a beautiful thing to do even before conception, when you're when you're getting your body and your mind and your heart ready for a baby to go down this path with you. It'd be such a, an amazing blessing. This is a new, this is something new, a new opportunity for to do stuff. You mentioned something that is very important. And the, in the, in the, the key is in the power of the of the create in the in the feminine creation, the power of feminine creation. You can change the world. The way in which we can change the world is also by, by, by having good pregnancy times, a, a more balanced 
uh, in consciousness, babies, and 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 also to have the strength to know that you are holding, creating, and shaping a life that is going that that, that is going to behave in the way that that uh, accordingly to the way in which you have have or that you go on to on your on your pregnancy time. So. I think uh, for any woman, this could be a good moment to begin to understand this and for femininity as such, because as I said, it's not about me, it's about my teachers, their lineage, but also bringing back this knowledge to women. And 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 and, and I think this is a, a good moment to begin to open this knowledge. I very much agree. Now is the time, the time is now, and what mm-hmm. a portal of awakening. And then anyone listening, that's in Mexico, Pabian is in Mexico City, so you can also find him there. Well, thank you again so much. It was an honor. I'm so glad to finally connect with you. And um, I'm just so grateful and honored that you took the time to share with me and us. Thank you, and and see you soon. (laughs) 